0: The Daily Autism Radio Show, powered today by the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach. KrabbyBills.com. We appreciate their support as a community partner with DailyAutism.com and more on Krabby Bills later on in the show. In seconds, we're going to welcome Tracy Slepcevic. Tracy is the author of the new book, Warrior Mom, and her platform is WarriorMom.org. Tracy, I want to start off with the subtitle of your book, A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son." with autism explain that to the audience
1: so i'm glad you asked that question because i get so much controversy over my subtitle (laughs) because so many people look at healing as something different like cured or changed and i never cured or changed my child Uh, what i did was i addressed those underlying conditions so noah could lead a fully functioning life And a lot of that was gut issues, inflammation in the body, all all sorts of different things um, as to where he just really
0: started to come to. Yeah, you're right. It it is the number one item that I get when when we talk about your book and your platform and and all the speaking engagements and interviews that you're doing too. And it's it's actually, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm sure you are too, that there was some controversy in that because it kind of inspires people then to ask more questions. And so if we don't have conversations and ask questions, we really don't get anything out of anything. And that's really why I like you so much um, as as an entrepreneur and an author, really as a person. And I've met you in in person, too. And a lot of people, you know, they do these interviews. They've never met the met the people that they talk to. But I've met you. I've met your family. Fantastic people. But I, I just love that you were able to kind of have something out there on the edge like that and inspire a question. And even if it comes initially from a bit of a controversial perspective, that's okay because then that inspires even even more questions. I want to ask you, you know, Melissa and I we are almost three years into a diagnosis for Cal. He's going to be six at the end of July. And we got so much out of your book. And and it was really kind of the first in-depth book that we read about autism. And what I mean in depth, more of like a guidebook for parents, stuff that people could really get, consume and then act on. What is the, and it's kind of a loaded, unfair question, a little bit, I admit, but what is the first piece of advice that you would give, let's just say a mom, to base it around Warrior Mom, a mom who walks out this week with a diagnosis of autism for her child? What's kind of the first thing they should do to get their head around this?
1: To shift their energy. So set a clear intention for your child to lead a normal life. So I always say where the mind goes, energy flows, and it's very important. And when I had that encounter with my naturopath, the very same day that Noah got his diagnosis, and he looked at me and was like, Noah is going to be okay. I want you to go home and do your homework because kids are making great strides with biomedical intervention. I literally sucked those tears back up into my eyes and went home and got to work. But what I did, no matter what, was I set a clear intention that my child was going to live a normal funct- functioning life, and that's that's the basis, that's the groundwork. That because if if you're looking at all the woe is me's, and you know my kid's not going to live a normal life, I'm going to play the victim. I'm going to do this, and yes, it is very hard. You have to process it. Give your time to process what's going on. Um, do research, so on, and so forth. But. Truly the number one thing that got me through this and probably got Noah
0: to where he is today is to set that clear intention. I feel for the parents because like you said, you know, all the reasons to sort of become a shut in, maybe create a victim scenario for yourself. They're all right there. It's very easy. It's, it's almost like a buffet of excuses of, of just to kind of fold up and, and give up. I really like the, the clear intention part. I was probably, you know, it took me a few months. I was in a fog a little bit. You know, it's easy to get in that fog. I mean, when you went through this and, you know, part of the fog, I think for me too, was was some of the recommendations from the pediatricians or the opinions and perspectives were kind of not really, (laughs) they weren't translating to some other things that I was researching, some other people I was talking to. I mean, did you go through that? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the multiple times that my pediatrician um, told me that there were no solutions that you were going to have to take care of your child for the rest of his life, that he wasn't going to live a normal life, all all these things that I chose not to focus on. Um, so in that aspect, I chose not to have a pediatrician because, first of all, when I had asked her, because it took me two and a half years to figure out what was wrong with Noah, when I had asked her if it was possible that my child could have autism not an easy question for a parent to ask, as you know. Um, she brushed me off and was like, No, he just needs speech, he's fine, and out the room she goes. So Doctors these days are very programmed. They're programmed to prescribe for what ails, to have well baby visits, to give vaccinations, to, you know, all these different things. Really, as so many parents come to me and they're like, well, what do I do if, you know, if I go against my pediatrician? I'm like, why do you need a pediatrician? What is the point? Can you weigh your kid and and measure them and do all these different things? Of course you can. Um, not that I'm saying take take medical issues in your own hands. Doctors do serve a purpose, but it's, it's overkill these days. There's no need. When I was a child, I did not go to the doctor unless I was severely sick. And even if I was sick, runny nose, fever, whatever, I just went through the motions. You know, our parents was just like, you know, they're, they'll get through it and it'll be gone. Um, obviously if there's something severely wrong or a fever goes on for, a period of time or there's a skin condition or anything that's of concern, then yes, you can go to urgent care or you can go to the pediatrician if the pediatrician chooses to um, treat your child if you're not going to those well baby visits. So if not, there's urgent cares everywhere and they treat kids as well. So, you know, that's really my my take on it all, because when I asked her questions or when I even told her that I was taking a a biomedical approach and I had started this diet and he was doing so good and she's like, that doesn't work. You know, Um, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can.
0: (laughs) You're you're talking to the wrong woman to tell her that she can't do that. That's uh, Tracy Slepsovic the Warrior Mom, again, bestselling author of the book Warrior Mom, which is available now at warriormom.org same thing here, Tracy, you know, Melissa went in and, and started talking about these delays and benchmarks and regressions and stuff. And the first thing from the pediatrician, and, you know, I, I researched a lot about the training that you get in medical school to become a pediatrician. It's very lacking in autism, if the words even ever mentioned. But the first thing we got back was, how many siblings did you say he had? And we said four. And she goes, Oh, well that's oh now now I now I understand. I don't, we don't need to look into this anymore. They're doing the talking forum, they're doing the playing forum, they're doing all the directional and everything like that. And then we went back again and asked again, "Oh, you have four siblings and it's just it seems like there's these built-in talking points, not just with pediatricians. I don't want to unfairly malign them because there's other industries and categories and sectors that do the same thing. But there are these kind of bullet points, these these talking points where it's like just stick the memo, right? Stick to the talking points when it comes to autism. Let's not get curious. Let's not get creative. Um, You know, did you kind of run into that too, or maybe you still do today? Uh,
1: That's why I wrote the book. So like I said, it took me two and a half years to figure out what was wrong with my kid. And he was technically an only child. I mean, um, he has a half sister. So and we had her every other weekend, but for the most part we thought oh well he needs to engage with other children (laughs) so it was the complete opposite early intervention is key and this is where i struggle so in part two of my book i go through what do you do if you think your child could have autism or another neurological disorder what are the questions that you should be asking yourself you know what are your resources if you know There are many resources other than your pediatrician, because they are lacking in that area. Not all pediatricians, don't get me wrong. I don't categorize them all in one little lump sum. But truly, two and a half years to figure it out. And then I I speak to parents like yourself, that, you know, they're, they're dodging uh, the diagnosis. And first of all, a pediatrician cannot diagnose a child with autism, to be honest with you. A lot Neither of people can... don't know
0: that. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah.
1: Neither can a speech therapist. I've talked to parents who are like, oh, my speech speech therapist said that he doesn't have autism. Totally not qualified. You need to have them see a clinical psychologist. They are the only ones who are truly qualified. You can have a doctor say, I suspect that your child has autism and they can even write it in their records they can do whatever it is that they need to do and they can refer you on to a clinical psychologist or somewhere to get an evaluation now i had to jump through all kinds of hoops because my doctor kept giving me the runaround, and i didn't know any better which is why i wrote my book as kind of like a guidebook i gave him a story of hope and inspiration that regardless of what comes your way, if you set that clear intention, you can accomplish so much with your child. And there are no contraindications to addressing gut issues and underlying conditions. There just really aren't. What? Your child could live pain-free and feel better and you know, even if they don't regain speech or all those things, it's not the end of the world. There are so many different therapies out there that are assisting these kids. Like, there a movie just came out, Spellers. It's a documentary, um, uh, led by JB Hanley, because the impact that Spell to Communicate made for his son who, regardless of the biomedical intervention that they did, which they did agree that, you know, he was in less pain and, but he still couldn't communicate. He was still non-speaking. So Spell to Communicate, was a hu- it's huge. And now it's really blown up ever since this documentary, which is so wonderful, has come out. Um, so there's so much out there and parents just don't have that information. So I tried my best to cram as much as I could into one book. I was given you know, a limit on words you know, from my publisher. So could I put everything in there? No, not really. Um, but this is where I encourage other parents to get out, do their own research. Um, be careful what you Google this is, this is my thing. There are so many books that are being written right now. There are so many great doctors, children's health defense. I just, you know, um, became a part of children's health defense, uh, California chapter in regard So I could educate other parents and it's a great source of information and guidance. And even before I wrote my my book, I would always refer to children's health defense, um, their website and all the studies that they've done and all these great doctors and scientists that have come together to give their knowledge and expertise to, um, you know, to make such a difference to get this information out to the public for
0: for these parents. Um, So I highly recommend that. A lot to unpack there. Real quick, Speller's fantastic, like you mentioned. The cinematography, I mean, the story's fantastic, obviously. But the time they spent, I mean, I'm watching this movie and it's like you're having this sort of emotional experience, just the way that they, I guess the cinematography is the only way I can put it, but it was just, I don't know, it was a very captivating experience. You didn't just feel like you were watching a movie. I mean, you were just really going along with it. Um, To your book being a guidebook, 100%, because so often, this happens with me all the time, I'll read a book and then I'm done reading the book, and I get pissed off because I can't remember anything I just read. It's like it all just kind of washed through me. But the way you lay it out, and so it is a guidebook, you can kind of go back through and say, okay, no, I needed to start here. I needed to look this. I needed to do that. I also think your, your mention of Google and being careful is so important. You know, A lot of people still don't realize Google exists to show you these keywords that were paid for. And in some scenarios, those keywords were paid for to block other organizations, people, brands, whatever, to not get those spots. So you've got to really be careful with Google. I mean, and people
1: I- can go like directly to PubMed to to look up research. And, re, you know, I've, oh my gosh, I've read so many research studies and there isn't anything in my book that if it was scientifically proven that I, I actually referenced the research paper, but it took me a long time to find out where those those research papers were and to really um, learn how to, to maneuver like through PubMed and how to put in those keywords that, that assisted me in getting that information out there.
0: I can tell you in my, uh, in my studies for law school, that uh, Google.scholar is a much more uh, reasonable approach than Google.com. There is a substantial difference in even even at times the scholars aren't necessarily on point, but at least you're getting um, backed up, you know, uh, information there, and you can see where all this information came from. It's it's important to to think about all that stuff, especially something as as sensitive and important as as autism, especially for your your child. Where, where do you think today? I mean, you've you're an expert at being a, a an autism mom. I mean, you you've, you've been doing it for a long time. I have never run into, a, I've run into some exceptional women who were mothers, not any that have put in the, the time, the labor of love um, that you have for your son, your family, and now your, your audience and, and essentially your fans. But where does autism stand today? Like in 2023, whether politically, pop culture, from the media sense, I mean, I just think it's messy. And I I feel like there's these divides and some days, Tracy, I got to tell you, it's frustrating. Other days, I'm I'm I feel great. Uh, You know, I mean, am I where do you think it is? What's your perspective on autism today and all of those kind of categories?
1: This is why I named it Warrior Mom, because first I was speaking from from my own point of view, uh, because I definitely had to put that armor on. To battle all those things for my child, and I, I don't, I don't discard the dads, the warrior dads of the world as well. Um, so we have to, as parents, we have to be their advocates, and we have to go to bat. So I, I knew as soon as I started to immerse myself in this whole world of autism that I was going to have to battle for my child. And I did, that was exactly what I did. Um, you know, from being an advocate to making sure that he he got the proper services necessary to guarantee his success, to truly, truly um, be able to function and what would it take for him to function? So then I had to go outside of Western medicine and these were things that I didn't know. But over the years, as I was a mentor for parents with autism, I saw that I was giving them the same direction and the same steps. And you know, and so many people were like, well, why don't you write a guidebook? Or why don't you write your story? And then I'm like, well, why don't I write all of it? <laughs> nice. So I shoved as much as I could in there that I felt, what you know, the tools that I needed to guarantee my child success, right? And we do truly have to fight for the well being of our children, these especially these days. Oh my gosh, all the things that they're exposed to. Um, you know, glyphosate is, is huge, it's in the Water you drink, the air you breathe, the food you eat, the clothes you wear, you know, and it, these things, there's, there's so much toxins in the world today. And to really just do our best, we're never going to be able to eliminate all of them. To do our best to be able to um, limit or eliminate as many as possible so our children can live in a less toxic world. And that's less eating out, that's eating more organic, and and truly getting back to eating real food. And that'll over time, that'll start to heal the gut. And, you know, and then once the gut is healed, it it starts to, you know, affect the brain as to where the brain can better function, because our nervous system is connected from our gut to our brain. And so if you have inflammation in your gut and your microbiome, then, you know, automatically it's going to impact you neurologically. So it has been scientifically proven that gastrointestinal inflammation is directly linked to autism. So addressing these things and doing whatever we can to heal our children's underlying conditions so they can get to that fully functioning, you know, capacity, you know, because today Noah's, he's driving, he graduated, he's, he's about to turn 18 years old. You, you, you
0: spoiled it. I was waiting for the end for the big, the big, uh, you know, tell us oh. what's going on in Noah's life, but because I just saw the pictures and he's a stud in, in, in his suit and everything, but no, it's, it's good. I, I, I was going to do it at the end, but I'm it, whatever. It's so good. I mean, I just, it, it was awesome to see that.
1: But yeah, he's, he's his own person. And I I love that he is not afraid to step out and just be his true, authentic self. And he, he truly like, has made me grow so much because I was always stuck on, Noah, aren't you afraid what people are gonna say? No, mom, you are. And I'm like, wow, oh my goodness, I am. I, the fears began as you might know, the day we were told our child has autism, okay, uh, is my child going to live a normal life? Is he going to be picked on? Is he going to, you know, be able to grow up and drive someday, have a relationship, get married, have children, all these things that, that all the fears that build up inside of us, they're fearless. They don't care. They're like, whatever the world's the limit. I'm you know, and when Noah first started driving, oh, my gosh, it was just so he's had his permit for a while. But a couple months ago, he got his driver's license and then he's just like, I just want to go drive. And I'm like, really, can you just call me? And then when he'd call me, I'd be like, oh, my God, is something wrong? <laughs> so we live in this state of fear so much um, that, you know, at some point which is why I named the last chapter in the story of my book, let go and let God, we have to just trust that they're on their own beautiful journey and that, that God will watch over them and whatever path it is that they take, or if they fall down, you know, we'll be there to pick them up and, and to guide them in the process. Cause that's what parents are for, but he gets to have his own experiences, even if it's, Things that I may not like, like right now, Noah refuses to follow those dietary guidelines that I raised him to follow. So there's consequences, you know, there's health issues and stuff like that. And but at some point, I can only teach him so much. I give him all his tools necessary for his success. And beyond that, you know, he has to experience all these things himself. And that's a tough thing. Because as these children are, you know, they grow up and they, they need you and they want you and they're attached to you. And, and then they start to slowly just be on their own and do their own thing. And Noah's very respectful. He's, he's a very loving and respectful kid. As you know, you sat down with him and you had a conversation with him. And at first when he sat down with you, he's like, mom,
0: I'd like to just talk to him in private. <laughs>
1: Which like, I really know, yes. were
0: So impressive. I mean, first off, you know, I mean, I have I have five kids. And my oldest is 16. It's hard to find kids that want to have a conversation with people, <sighs> strangers, especially. He was all about it. But not only was he all about it, it was clearly going to be on his terms as it related to his mom and dad being there. He wanted it was really I, Melissa. and I talk about this all the time. I've told you before. It was really a very cool moment for us going through you know the initial part of a diagnosis but honestly tracy seeing what's possible and you talk about him driving and you talk about him you know being able to go to, to, to graduating graduating high school but even this is what i love the most and i'm maybe this is strange but you know the fact that he could say you know what mom i appreciate what you've done but as far as this goes with the diet stuff i'm just not into that right now the fact that he is able to consume this information have an opinion about it, articulate that to you and then make a decision and I mean I just I mean I know for you it must be like listen I my whole life was 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 about you know keeping you healthy and everything like that but isn't there something very adult of him being able to say I'm not doing that right I mean that must make you feel good maybe in a different kind of a way but it's got to make you feel great.
1: It does, you know, he's gaining his independence and I right. think Getting a driver's license is the first start of a teenager gaining their independence Is they're like, oh, I can leave the house and I don't have to ask mom or dad to drive me here or there or whatever. I can do, you know, certain things within limits. I mean, he's a good kid. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He, you know, he's very the, the good thing about Noah is he's still a right or wrong child. Right. Um, or young man. And he he knows that if something is not good for him or that that other than the whole diet thing um, that I got, Mom, you deprived me of all these foods that taste so good. And I said, yeah, because they're like addictive and bad for you. (laughs) So um, but other than that, I mean, he truly is like coming into his own. And I'm so proud of him. and you know, the wonderful young man he's grown to be because he he's just a great he's just a great kid.
0: He is a great kid. He's got a great personality. Um, you've done a great job. it's it's great of you to share your experience through the book, not just the book. you're very aggressive on these podcast platforms. you I mean people are now reaching out to you. you're you're kind of every time i I log in, it's there you are. there you are there you are. and and I really love that because, you know, in this category, if you will, autism, we, we've kind of been forced the same personalities, if you will, but with really the same information. I don't think it's doing a lot of good for for especially moms and dads today who are going through a, a diagnosis. We need uh, kind of fresh faces and fresh spaces. And I wonder why so much because you 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 run in these crowds, you're in these circles. People are now reaching out to you as an authority and stuff. Why all the controversy? Like, why does it have to be if, if somebody like you says, you know, the gut and, and, and other things with pediatricians? I mean, why now is it just like everything's a conspiracy? How did autism get to that point? Do you, I mean, do you have any recollection of, of the turning point, the divide? Like, when did it happen?
1: Um, I mean, I'm well aware of when it happened, when his regression happened, um, and our world today, especially today since COVID times, is is very much controlled by big pharma. Big pharma, big industries, um, but it's not just big pharma. We, you're talking about the food industries, um, like I was talking earlier about all the glyphosate and everything. Uh, Truly, if you're not eating organic, you're eating some sort of poison and and even organic. So Costco, for instance, um, you know, puts this coating on apples or whatever that is, you know, you can't digest is toxic or whatever, but it passes those organic standards. So you know i always encourage if people can you know grow things out in your yard even if you have a little small garden start small go big whatever it is that you want but um god forbid something happen and we don't have a connection to food sources we can always go into our backyard now not everyone can grow food year round obviously they have winners you know across the united states but really learning where your local food sources are go to your farmers markets talk to your farmers talk to um you know people in your community and really get out there because it isn't just making yourself aware of all the toxicity that is going on in this world but to also educate yourself on how to keep it clean, how to truly just, I mean, I started doing this presentation because um, I'm going to be doing a presentation on environmental toxins and its effect on our health, just as individuals. And the information, I mean, if you saw my slides, it's like I put so much stuff in there. Um, that I could I could literally do a whole book on environmental toxins and it would be pretty, pretty lengthy. Um, so there's, there's so much to take into consideration, um, as to what could contribute to the regression of these children. And you can have a genetic predisposition for anything, but it's going to be some sort of environmental factor that triggers it. And that's what parents need to take a look at, um, you know, to not, To attack on, oh, but it has to look this way or it has to, you know, go a certain direction or, you know, but to really what's healthy for my child? What am I shoving in my kid's body? No matter what it is, what is going into my child's body? When you want to know, I mean, today people are more aware of the, the toxicity in the world, especially since COVID times have come about, they're starting to question more. But then back then when I did all this stuff with Noah and I did everything that my pediatrician told me to do uh, without question, I, I just didn't know any better.
0: I really didn't. Give, me, did give me the one thing. What's the one thing you did? Pick one thing that you did for Noah that people were like, what? You did that? Like, what's the one thing that that turns people's heads the most? Diet.
1: You'd be surprised um, what eating real food can do for a person in eliminating sugars and gluten and dairy and soy. And people are like, but people have been eating bread for centuries and it didn't affect them. Of course it didn't. It wasn't genetically modified it wasn't heavily dosed with glyphosate it wasn't mineral depleted you know all these things and even even organic our standards in the united states for organic is absolutely ridiculous but to truly just feed your kid real food stay away from the packaged processed all the colors and dyes all these things have been proven in studies to have impacts on brain health not just the gut. So when you start to clean out the gut, you truly this is, you know, that's where it all begins. And it all just kind of goes outward. And then cell phones. Oh, my gosh, the the electronics in the cell phones, Do you know, that putting this up against your ear, um, actually uh, breaks the blood brain barrier. So it and when your blood-brain barrier is broken, all these toxins that are in your body that are floating around—the aluminum, the mercury, the the lead—anything that we've we've gotten from our environment, right? It can travel to the brain. You break the blood-brain barrier. That's why if you ever see me on my phone, I'm going to be like, <laughs> "I'm Pick your phone, yeah." So, and it's very important. To shut the Wi-Fi down at night if you want to be able to sleep. Or I actually, um, because the closest thing to me is probably my phone because I set an alarm. But I put it in a Faraday bag. My alarm will still go off. But I'll put it in a Faraday bag as to where it's, it's not harming me.
0: That's the thing that's so interesting. It's not like we're going out of our way to harm ourselves. These are just the basics of life, talking on your phone, having your Wi-Fi run while you sleep, shopping at the grocery stores instead of shopping on the exterior of the stores where there's as close to real food as you as you can get, the produce and those sorts of things, going to the interior of the stores and all the prepackaged plastic bags. I mean, you know, the food company, I don't even, I hence to even call them food companies anymore, but they're profit companies at the end of the day. They figured out how yeah. to add chemicals to make more money. They're not those executives didn't get up over the last 40 or 50 years and go, how can we make the American public even healthier? I mean, They just did. That wasn't going on in a boardroom.
1: How about just boosting your immune system? So COVID times, everyone was looking for this, this magic cure, maybe um, uh, vaccines or, you know, a pill to fix it or something. Right. But during this time the only thing i was doing for me and my family was i was boosting our immune system i was i'm like vitamins hardcore making sure that we got all the vitamins necessary to make sure that we're healthy um most of the people who got sick i think it was actually like it's a high percentage it's like 90 percent or something don't quote me on that but it's pretty high Uh, the percentage of people who actually got covid were depleted in their vitamin d They're so important that when when you your body is depleted in vitamin D, it's susceptible to illnesses, cancer, all these things. And for years since I've been on this road with Noah, the number one thing I tell people, you have to take supplemental vitamin D. Don't even get enough from the sun. You just don't take your supplemental vitamin D
0: yeah I'll tell and, you, it's, it, it's part of the reason why we won't move i mean it's not all the reason but to be on the gulf coast of florida 325 sun um days of sunshine a year um i mean i'm just not passing that up for cow to get outside get exercise fresh air all the vitamin d the salt water i mean it's you know you think about those things i mean this autism it it changes your life it changes how you think about things it changes careers and opportunities and there's some things that are just non-negotiables and you know that that one for us um you know certainly certainly is tracy slepcivic is here she is the author of warrior mom for those uh listening on our podcast platforms without video uh and our radio uh show right now warriormom.org is uh, how you can connect with tracy not only get the book but uh connect with her in all of her socials and upcoming events and um talks and things like that and that brings me to and I guess I can add this to your line of already very impressive titles in your in your ever expanding business card, Tracy. But um, <laughs> let's talk about this event. You, you You've had this idea for an event for a while. We've been talking about this, I don't know, maybe over a year or so. Um but now it's kind of a little bit more developed or maybe even in stone. I'll let you talk about it.
1: So my dream for probably a good ten years or so was has been to run an autism event, to really educate um, those parents on addressing those underlying conditions associated with autism and truly, truly like hearing from the best speakers that there are on the, on the planet. Dr. Andrew Wakefield, Dr. Brian Hooker, Dr. Judy Makovitz, Dr. Um, Pierre Corey, possibly Del Bigtree, uh, you know, all these amazing doctors that have been on the forefront, Dr. James New, um, all of them who are all going to be speaking at the conference in educating parents on, you know, what environmental toxins to avoid, you know, how to address all the the toxins in our body, and how to just really heal from the inside out. And mind, body, spirit. So I've always been trained and in my training that you, you don't just heal the body, you know, and a lot of times when you heal the body, you heal the mind and spiritually you can ground yourself. But when you make that connection, um, to healing, and I do mean healing, not cured or changed, um, so much can happen. So I created
0: emails. here come the emails. I can feel them pouring in. So I created
1: AutismHealth.com, which it's Autism Health Summit. My very first event will be February 2nd and 3rd at the JW Marriott San Antonio Hill Country Resort and Spa. Um, Currently, if you buy a ticket all the way up until the end of July, you can get $100 off a ticket. And I'm only doing it until the end of July. So from now until July, if you go on autismhealth.com and you purchase a ticket, you go under tickets. If um, you have a choice to get a regular general admission or you can get a VIP for the VIP, you get VIP seating, you get to be part of the, re- the VIP reception Saturday evening and to see um, Dr. Andrew Wakefield's new motion picture protocol seven, which I'm super excited about. Um, so all these exciting things that that will be happening and you know, they can be a part of that as well. So if they go there and they use the promo code AHS100, so Autism Health Summit 100, they can get $100 off their ticket, but
0: only till the end of July. Till the end of July, that's great. And then the website again is autismhealth.com. Correct. I'm excited for you because I know this was a passion of yours to, to after you wrote the book, you know, and we talked a lot too about, which is why I just, you're such a player in this space. And, and, and really what I mean by that is that you take this serious. You, you, this is what you do. Um, you know, you've talked before about, about a calling and 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 this is where you are and, and who you are and, and, and what you're doing. I knew, I know that this event was, was big for you. And, and and it doesn't surprise me that you were able to get it done so quickly because of your drive. But I, I appreciate that you've done it. I will also say, too, you know, I, you'll hear these great doctors. You obviously are very connected um, with all of these folks and these people around the globe, but also a great opportunity for, for people in this space, parents specifically, to get together and see and talk to and touch other parents who have an autistic child. We are real people. You, there are more out there. And yeah. it's good when, when we when we get together. And, and I also say, too, if you're somebody who maybe is more of a veteran in the space, um, but you know people, parents specifically, who are going through this in the initial stages, this would be great for you to get them to this event. Because I got to tell you, like, we, we didn't have anybody in our life that was really, you know, the people in our, the characters, if you know, in our life were like, he's going to be fine. You're overthinking at this and that. But if you're somebody that can be somebody else for parents who are just going through a diagnosis uh, or have just gone through one and and whether you gift them a ticket to this or can help them get there, I think that's really important. I mean, I wish we had something le- like that. And we're not that far into it, just a few years. But I really wish we had, you know, kind of that support group or somebody that said, hey, there, this event is going on. It's important. It's beneficial. You should meet these people and you should hear what they have to say. I think that's really important.
1: I know for a long time, there were really no events and then COVID hit. And, you know, when all this started, I just submerged myself in the autism world. Um, I went to tea talks and picnics and parent meetings and conferences and, um, you know, traveled near and far. If I had to, I didn't care. Um, I mean, this event will be, it's going to be a Beautiful resort. You could take your family. Um, that was the main reason why I chose this this venue. Um, it's in the most perfect location. San Antonio is a great place. It's only going to be like fifteen minutes from the San Antonio airport, fifteen minutes from downtown. Um, but really, they can meet all the different experts, the great vendors that sell a lot of these products that, you know, aid in, you know, being that in that toxic free environment.
0: Awesome. AutismHealth.com. We'll be talking a lot more about that summit in the months to come, uh, as we'll have Tracy, the warrior mom on monthly, at least monthly, uh, through the radio show and podcast platforms or social videos, and across um, our LinkedIn platforms. And, you know, really that that's why we created Daily Autism. You know, you talked about parents having a support group, a network and stuff. And you know, it was interesting. And We went through this and I just wasn't really interested in talking about anything else because this was just so real to me. You know, I, I almost couldn't pretend like, what am I supposed to do? Just go to a job every day and just be this guy for eight hours. But the whole time I'm just going to be sitting there thinking about real life at home and what's going on. You know what I mean? It's just I, I just said all of my background in media, I think I'll just create media around, around autism. And all my friends said, well, you're probably going to go broke. And I said, maybe, but I, I (laughs) still think I've got to try, you know, I, I I still think I've got to try. So I I think you mentioned that and it's, and it's really important. Um, real quick before we go, I know I told you I was going to keep you about 20 minutes, so I'm only a half an hour over. Um, and for those that know me know that I can just keep going and going, but I wanted to touch on this. We don't have to get too in-depth on it. But again, you're in this circle. You have knowledge. You have connection. And when I can get you on and expose you to our audience and our platform, I want to expose them to everything, you know, everything that you're associated with, not just the book, not just the speaking ages Did you watch? This is probably a stupid question. Did you watch the Joe Rogan interview with, with Robert Kennedy Jr.? I did. Okay. just give me Just give me your just just throw it at me just just your reactions what do do you think
1: okay so for many years um as i've been battling as an advocate especially here in california against the bills and everything else um i have side by side with bobby kennedy um speaking at every event and using his resources creating children's health defense so he can have those uh that community of doctors and scientists and and you're talking in attorneys you're talking about the best of the best um to gather that information and so for him to be able to have a platform like joe rogan's to really be able to get it out into the world and to just be able to tell his story. I mean, it was long enough that he even thanked Joe Rogan. He's like, thank you for giving me this opportunity to just talk and to tell my story and and to share this information without cutting me off, without limiting my time or, or anything as to where the man is so incredibly passionate and knowledgeable he and he's an incredible advocate just for human beings in our survival first fighting you know big environmental uh issues you know with cleaning up the waters and big industrial companies polluting our waters and all the lawsuits that he's filed and then this group of parents comes up to him and was like please please help us and he couldn't say no and i know for the longest time he, he you know he didn't he had no interest in running for president but he's like for me to save lives i have to do this it was very much
0: a part of his legacy as well why do you think the the mainstream media? You know, every time he gets pushed, he says, "Listen, I'm I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm pro-safe vaccine. We need safe <laughs> vaccines and a safe schedule to go along along with that." Every time he's referenced, I I pulled up a few articles this morning. I woke up. I had about seventeen emails from different people about the latest on 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 on. Uh, you call him Bobby Kennedy. Um, you must be friends with him. You call him Bobby. I don't know <laughs> if I can get away with I'm that, not- but, but I um. Uh, why can't the media just, I mean, it, it's out of his own mouth. He says, no, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm pro-safe vaccine and safe schedules. But they just ignore it. And he says it. What? Why do they reference him as something he's never said, yet they have something that he does say? I mean, what's the agenda there? It really, honestly, is crazy to me.
1: The agenda isn't just political. Um,
0: his whole purpose
1: is to truly educate people. Because when I went to his, um, you know, announcement in Boston that he was running for president, he's like, if if I can't win this by telling the truth, um, I don't I don't want to be president.
0: Before we wind down, Tracy, any uh, any last uh, thoughts? And and, and if you want to recap real quick, the uh, autism health summit, I think that's really valuable. Again, we're going to be talking about that all summer, all fall in the next year on the radio show and across all of our platforms. But but real quick, if you want to uh, kind of uh, reference that again.
1: So the book, I put the book together to be an absolute guidebook, a story of inspiration, a guidebook, uh, all the different healing modalities that I used. Are there more? Absolutely. There are many more out there. Um, I couldn't cover all of them. So I always tell parents, if you purchase the book and you've read it, um, because it did take a lot for me to actually You know, compile all this information together into one book for me to just have to repeat it to somebody. And um, that they can, if they have any questions afterwards, they can reach out to me at info at warriormom.org and then um, sign up to go to the conference. I mean, up until the end of July, you get $100 off a ticket, which to me, $100 is a lot of money. Um, So they can register for the event at Autism Health. Dot com and go under tickets uh, For anybody who wants to be a vendor or a sponsor or if they want to sponsor somebody's ticket, if somebody reaches out to info at autismhealth.com um, and they're asking to be sponsored, then I would have to send them uh, an application as to where they can um, we can we can see if they qualify for a sponsorship. And once those sponsorships start to come in, then you know uh, the um, low income families can can get their tickets sponsored
0: and that is tracy Slepsevic, the warrior mom her new book is warrior mom a mother's journey in healing her son with autism and you can grab that book now at warriormom.org we'll be hearing more from tracy in the coming weeks on the daily autism radio show as well as updates about her autism health summit which debuts early in 2024. Thanks again to Krabby Bills, the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach, fantastic community partners of the dailyautism.com platform. We always encourage special needs parents, get out, be social, live life, have fun. And our spot of choice is the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach, live music daily at The Loading Dock. Chances are you will see us there enjoying date night. Thanks again to the original Krabby Bills. We would love to connect with you 24-7 at dailyautism.com, connections to all of our Facebook channels, connections to TikTok, to Instagram, to uh, LinkedIn, and also thank you to America's Autism Hotline, 877-344-ATSM, and we'll see you online 24-7 at dailyautism.com.